Welcome to Simpler Bible, a daily journey to biblical understanding. Welcome to episode 14. Today we are in Genesis 27, and we're going to talk about the stolen blessing. And I'm going to take it easy on you today. We don't have any deep theological truths. I mean, there's some stuff in here, but it's it's going to be a little bit lighter. Look, let's be honest. These last few days of Genesis have been packed, packed with all sorts of far-reaching, theological, important truths. And so today, let's slow down a little bit, familiar story to us, and let's just take it nice and easy. Genesis 27, beginning in verse 1. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, and he said, Here I am. He said, Behold, I am old, and I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, by the way. The day he dies is Genesis 35, 28. He's going to die at 180 years old. He's still got more than 20 years on him here at this point. So I do think that that's kind of funny when they do that. Anyway, verse 2. He said, Behold, I am old, and I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver, your bow, go out to the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me some delicious food such as I love. Bring it to me that I may eat it, and that my soul may bless you before I die. This is interesting, isn't it? That my soul may bless you, that I might give you a blessing before I die. He's about to give his son Esau the blessing of the firstborn. Two things should make that not even possible, right? One, God stated to Rebekah prior to uh, the boys being born that the older would serve the younger. God has already declared who the familial line would go through. Two, Jacob Jacob bought the birthright of Esau for some stews. So like that transaction actually happened. So this scenario shouldn't even be taking place. But anyway, verse 5. Now, Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau. Bring me some game. Prepare for me some delicious food that I might eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now, therefore, this is what Rebekah tells her son to do. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two young goats so that I can prepare for them delicious food for your father like he loves and bring it to your father to eat so that he will bless you before he dies. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man and I'm a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me and I shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. And then his mother said this, let your curse be on me, my son, only obey my voice and go and bring them to me. I can't say that there's a direct correlation here. I don't, in fact, know that there is. But something that have uh, I've always thought of is when he says, when she says here, like, right, he's like, look, mom, okay, you want to cook some food. You want me to try to fool dad. My brother's hairy. My brother's a man of the field. I'm a man of the house. Like, he's going to know that I'm trying to trick him. And she says, let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go and bring them to me. So she's like, look, we're going we're gonna to cheat the system and I'll take the curse for you. No problem. And, and it makes me, think of, uh, makes me think of Matthew 27, 25. The, the, the Jews have gathered around Pilate's kind of, I don't know, the place where he's talking to them all. And they're like, who do you want me to release for you? Do you want me to release for you Barabbas or do you want me to release for you Jesus, uh, the one who is called the Christ? And they say, hey, crucify Jesus. Give us Barabbas, crucify Jesus. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, I'm innocent of this man's blood. And he washes his hands. He says, I'm innocent of this man's blood. And in Matthew 27, 25, the crowds say his blood be on us and on our children. Like they're, they're saying, they're saying, look, he's going, I don't, I don't want to be guilty of this man's blood. And they're like, we'll be guilty of his blood and not just us, but our children will be guilty. And I just think 
how nefarious and how wicked and how, like, listen, flip it. From a Christian perspective, I would say, man, let the blood of Christ be on me. Let the blood of Christ be on my children. But these people are saying we're happy to be guilty of his blood. And I don't know why, but it always makes me think of this here. These two things always are lined up in my head. Maybe they shouldn't be at all, but they just are. And so every time I hear Rebecca go, look, your curse be on me. It's okay. And then these people saying, Jesus's blood, we'll be guilty of his blood. It's okay. Uh, just a callous indifference to what is right and to what is good and holy. And it just, I don't know. They've always struck me as the same. Like I said, there might not be anything to that, but now you're inside my head. Deal with it. So verse 14, right? So he went and he took them and he brought them to his mother, these goats, and his mother prepared delicious food, such as his father loved. And Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house, put them on Jacob, her younger son, and the skins of the young goats, listen to this, the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. That's how hairy Esau is. Have you seen a goat? Even a baby goat. We, we had goats for a few years and, and whenever our, our goats would kid out and we would go and we'd hold these little baby goats, like they're hairy. Like they might not have long hair. Like Anyway, I just, Esau was one hairy dude because his mom is taking the goat skins and putting them on the back of Jacob's hands and on the back of Jacob's neck. And uh, that's going to fool dad here in a few minutes. That was one hairy dude. Verse 17. So Rebecca, and she put the delicious food and the bread, which she had prepared into the hands of Jacob. She went, so he went into the father and said, my father. And he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said, I'm Esau, your firstborn. That's line number one. I have done as you have told me, now sit up and eat my game that your soul may bless me. Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my Lord? And then Isaac answers, because the Lord God has granted me success. Line number two. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come near me that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, who felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. And he said, are you really my son Esau? And he said, I am. So lie number three. He lies three times to his dad in this moment, not a shining moment for Jacob. Verse 25. So Jacob said, bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him. He ate it and he brought him wine and he drank. And his father Isaac said to him, come near to me and kiss me, my son. And he came near and he kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, see, the smell of my son is the smell of the field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of the dew of the heaven, of the fatness of the earth, of the plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you. Let nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. That right there should be very familiar to you. It's a call back to Genesis 12, 1 and 2, similar to the blessing that God gave to Abraham. And now Isaac is passing it along to his son, Jacob, unwittingly. He thinks he's passing it along to Esau. As soon as Isaac, verse 30 here, as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, um, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of his father, Isaac, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food, brought it into his father and said, Father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that you may bless me. His father, Isaac, said, Who are you? He said, I am your firstborn, Esau. Isaac trembled very violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it into me? I ate it all before you came and I've blessed him. See, he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Your brother came deceitfully and he, was taken, he has taken away your blessing. Uh, 
again, though, it, did he really take away the blessing? He's already bought the birthright. God has already promised that Esau would serve Jacob. Like this has already been declared by God and through a transaction that the brothers had. So I, I don't know. Verse 36, Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? It means to grasp the hill, to, to take hold of the hill. We'll talk about that soon again. For he has cheated me these two times. He took away my birthright and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. And then he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him lord over you, and all of his brothers I have given to him for servants. And with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to the father, Have you but one blessing for me, father? Even bless me also. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. This is, uh, this is the reference that we saw in Hebrews, where Esau sought his, he sold his birthright, and even though he wept for it later, he couldn't receive it. And remember, that's a reference in the future to the New Testament Jews who forsake the birthright that they have in Christ. The author of Hebrews is telling them, don't forsake the birthright you have in Christ. Believe in Christ, because like Esau, if you seek your birthright later, it might be too late. Verse 39, Isaac, his father, answered him and said to him, behold, and here's the blessing, <laughs> This is what Isaac says to, to Esau. Verse 39, Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall be your dwelling, and away from the dew of the heaven on a high. By your sword you will live, and by your sword, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will break his yoke from your neck. Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching, and then I will kill my brother. Again, this is more than 20 years into the future that his father's going to die. I just think it's kind of funny. Esau's like, man, dad's going to die any day. And when dad dies, I'm killing my brother. But I don't, I don't know if Isaac was just having a bad day, had the flu. Like I, He is not as close to death as everybody seems to think he is. And so uh, it's going to be a while yet. But verse 42, but the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about planning to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise and flee to Laban, my brother. We've heard of him earlier. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and forgets what you have done. Then I will send back and bring you back from there. Why should I lose both my husband and my son in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, and this is interesting. And, and really, this last verse of chapter 27 should be grouped with the first two verses of 28. But it says, Rebecca said to Isaac, I hate my life because of these Hittite women. Esau had married a, a foreign woman. And she says, if Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of the women of the land, what good will my life be to me? And it's easy to, because the chapter ends there. It's easy for us to kind of disconnect and miss it. But the next two verses in, in chapter 28 say that Jacob then, sorry, that Isaac then brings Jacob in and says, look, go back to the, the land of your, of your mother's brother. Go back to the land of our ancestors and find a wife there. And so though chapter 28 is Jacob fleeing from Esau, it's sort of kind of orchestrated again by his mother so that he can go find a wife. So it doesn't appear to everybody like he's fleeing from his brother, even though that's in fact what he's doing. And so here Jacob is, he, uh, he bought the birthright from his brother. We know from before they were born that God had already said that, that Jacob would be the one who is over Esau. We already see the, the model of the second born son receiving the blessing. We'll see that again in, at the end of Genesis as well. And, and this idea of this blessing that Esau now will not receive, being similar to the Jews in the New Testament, being warned, don't forsake your birthright in Christ, because uh, 
otherwise it'll be too late. And then you'll weep for your blessing and you won't have it. And so, like I said, not a lot of theology, deep, deep stuff today, but this story was important because it sets up a very important story for us tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for journeying with us today at Simpler Bible through another section of scripture where we come to know and understand God a little bit better. Look, if you're brand new to Simpler Bible, we have all sorts of resources available for you. Go to our website, simplerbible.com, and there you can find these videos, you can find our podcast, you can find links to our social media, and you can even find a blog post with additional scriptures if you want to go into a little bit more study than we had time to cover in this podcast and video today. We hope that this tool will be exactly that for you, a tool. Not something that replaces your daily walk with God, but something that enhances your daily walk with God and helps you to know and enjoy Him more. Thank you so much for being part of this, and we'll see you again tomorrow.